Good evening and welcome to the Continental Hotel New York. My name is Ibuka Namani and I am going to be your host as we delve into the world, the mythos of the John Wick universe. Today I am joined by the weirdos. I call them the weirdos, but apparently they're twins. I'm joined by Robert and Opiora. Guys, how are you good, doing? Good, I'm good. Yeah, I can't lie. Jibs, you're my twin now, apparently. But We are twins, apparently, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, quite quite a few similarities. Obviously, I'm the final one with the beard. I'm not but... sure about that. Ooh, Ooh, not you, sure where's about the beard? That, but... Where's the beard, Jibs? <laughs> it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> Just give me time. You're like three years older than me, man. So <laughs> don't kill me. For don't context, Jibs is like 30, so think about old Robert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trust <laughs> Robert is like just getting ready for his pension. <laughs> I was thinking of like um while you're kind of introducing yourself, I was thinking of a bad Mel Gibson joke, but I couldn't get of anything so far. So oh, okay. I'm bleeping that out by the way. Oh my god, I haven't, been, I haven't like been on for a while, so I'm just you know Yeah, hope you're welcome back. You've been you've been quite out excited, of action for such yeah. a long time. Back like well, never left. Okay, Good. You. Are you back permanently? <laughs> We'll think, I don't know. We'll, we'll oh, you're still you're still we'll negotiating your contract. Okay. We'll yeah. Bank is kind of like my trial period. <laughs> Bank is sort of like better behave yourself. Ah, uh, you know, so you're on probation you on next week. And I've already sort of like thought about making an old Gibson joke. So he's sort of like exactly. <laughs> We're less than two minutes here. in. Less than two minutes in. But yeah, yeah. Excited to be back. Excited to be talking about this uh, exciting TV show with you lot, and um, and why the episodes are an hour and a half. <laughs> that was number one on my notes uh so we're here to talk about the continental the continental was a spin-off show from the john wick universe that we were introduced to in 2014 the show is going to be a three-part event and we will cover each episode and have the episodes ready for you as soon as they come out on amazon prime there's other bezos baby there's a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should say we're sponsored by him i don't know um there's other stuff available on our po- podcast feed where started coverage of sex education i know all of you watch sex education this is one thing i don't like promoing stuff that i know all of you watch so just it's go and listen to the episodes it's out it starts our coverage started yesterday and we'll have three episodes covering the season and the next one's coming out this saturday which is tomorrow an episode yeah i'm not gonna lie i don't watch that thing Robert, you don't count. You're like 33, <laughs> as we've already surmised. Oh, uh, okay. We're I also covering is... Gen V, the boys' spin-off. Start, our coverage starts next week on the 29th. There's a three-episode debut, and then we'll cover that, and then drop episodes weekly. And the episodes will be available once you finish watching Gen V on Prime. Other stuff on the feed from the summer months, we've got four. Not one, not two, not three. Four episodes on Barbie and Oppenheimer. Not five. <laughs> not fine and then we we've got a lot we've got episodes on winning time hbo show about the rise of the lakers dynasty i feel like more people should be watching that show and if you watch winning time please please engage with the podcast share winning time share the podcast because that show deserves a third season and we're really fighting for it we're fighting hard man okay. you guys have been killing it on winning time by the way ah, thanks Obira. thanks for that but please please if you're here it's because you like the podcast. So if you like the podcast, please rate it on whatever you listen on, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen. Just rate, review. Even though it's two lines, good job, guys. I said two lines, two words. Good job, guys. 
Great podcast. Great episode. That's Whatever three words, you, by the way. That's three words. I can't count. So. <laughs> Whatever you can surmise from your heart to say about the popcorn for dinner, boys, please do it. And we've also got a YouTube channel if you care to look at our faces, which, you know, cost of living has us looking one kind. Jibs is rubbing his chin. I haven't had a trim in what is going to on seven weeks. Rishi Sunak, please, <laughs> please have mercy on me. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, I think we're now ready to get into the episode. And I'm going to start with what's was you guys' impression about John Wick as a franchise? I'm expecting everyone here is familiar with John Wick as a franchise. I'll go first. Um, quite, um, I was like, yes, we actually have, uh, in 21st century, right? Yeah. 21st century action, just like badass action. Cause like before that it was all just nonsense and bollocks, man. What the expendables, just all these action films where, um, another good action film actually born, um, the born series where it brought in this new concept of shaky cam, but like these new films that came after just like took it and ran with it basically you can literally couldn't watch any of the action scenes it's like someone will punch then it'll cut twice and it's like i don't know what's going on i can't really piece together exactly you know where's the action and how are they reacting to the action and you know where everything where things placed and you know just how's the fight of the story how's the story of the fight going and everything i think john wick was such a relief in terms of I've forgotten the actual director of the first John Wick film. But um, he just Chad Stileski. Yeah, there we go. One other person I'm forgetting. I feel like they co-directed yeah. it. And he was like, enough of this BS. I'm going to create like a badass action film with one of like the best action movie stars of all time. And yeah, it was just... And obviously with time, it's just gotten bigger and better. And we're just introduced to this entire weird world, I would say. Yes. And... Um, Obviously, I do like the fact that they bring in, like, classic action um, legends. I think for the last film, the, or John Wick 4, they had Donnie Yen, who's, like, one of, like, the, you know, goats of, like, martial arts and in Hong Kong martial arts and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just one of those, like, I guess it's, like, a relief where we haven't really forgotten how good action can be. Breath of fresh air. And, yeah, it's more like a fresh air. Like, John Wick has just sort of reminded us about it. Yeah, I think the one thing about John Wick that always stands out with me is that he gets his ass whooped every <laughs> single movie. And it's it's good to see because I think it's not just... I was reading something about this and it actually makes sense. You know how you have your... Vin Diesel's... Oh, you had rocks, to name drop. <laughs> them boys that never get beaten. Like, they never, mm-hmm. never get touched. Your Jason Statham's, that whole Fast and Furious lot when whenever they have any fight scene like it's so and it causes actual problems between them around like within their contracts there's x yeah. amount of hits that they get and like they have to then come through and receive no one is allowed to actually win yeah at the end of the john wick the got decked in every single movie um i think mm-hmm. it was the third one where those brothers the i think they're tie boxers in real life but mm-hmm. they ran him through so much glass. I don't think I've ever seen someone being run through that much glass. And I was like, yes, this is what real action is about. Like, just deck the guy. Like, really deck him. <laughs> give a, give and take. Yeah, yeah, fully. <laughs> also, I, the idea of a Kevlar suit is actually incredible. Yeah, like, the I can't like... Just... <laughs> it, it's so funny, because when I watch the latest John Wick, 
right? And I watched it twice. The second time I watched it, I was looking at it with different eyes because I was like, oh, damn. He actually uses this suit a lot. But for the first time I watched it, I was just excited every time he lifted the suit <laughs> to block bullets. <laughs> but yeah, the second time I, I was like, oh, God, suits Ex Machina again. <laughs> but it's sort of like, I've always wondered, like, you know when you wear a suit, right? You're like, you're not restricted, but you're kind of restricted. It's like, that's why you obviously won't wear a suit to play football because, like, you know, you're more likely to be... Have a lot more movement with shorter. I'm pretty sure Jim's wore that to play football in <laughs> just so everyone so, like, knows. Fight, <laughs> fight someone and, you know, get your ass whooped and thrown around in a suit and you're still looking completely badass and cool at the end of the day. That's true. Bruce, isn't it? To, to avoid spending the whole episode on John Wick, I'm just going to ask a quick question. Jibs, what's your John Wick ranking of the movies? Uh, for three one two interesting huh robot you? that is mad i think <laughs> it's actually three two four one wow wow yours wow. is even more surprising because personally i think it's one and four at the top but because one was just one i'm putting one on top and then i'm okay. putting four second and then three and then two is last for me for sure then three, so, and, three and four is kind of tight for me. Because four right now, I feel like it's recency bias. I don't know. One, four, three, two. I'll stay with that. Interesting. We all have oh. different ranking. When we release this episode, I want to hear you guys' okay, John Wick's ranking. But yeah. Because yeah. when you rewatch all of them, I can't lie. I rewatched one and I was like, recency bias is actually like very, very, very yep. relevant I, in this situation. Also, one thing is like, if you watch them all the same way, it's different. Because the only one I didn't watch in the cinema was two. And it's it's just my least favorite. I watched right. all the rest in the cinema. And I feel like it takes it to a different different level. Fair enough. I've watched all of them outside of cinema. I don't think I've watched Fair. any of them in the cinema. If I didn't want to watch the cinema, was four. Your I ranking is balanced then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no bias. Yeah, I have the best ranking in case anyone's not asking the objective. We're going to talk about episode one of the Continental. It's going to tell us how Winston became the custodian of the New York Continental. The Continental is a range of hotels around the world that caters to the the criminal underworld. So assassins, their bosses, and everything grimy and filthy about the world. Episode Mm -hmm. one is called Brothers in Arms directed by Mm -hmm. albert hughes who co-directed the book of eli the episode was written by three very smart and brilliant people that who are also working on the expendables tv show which is funny because jib's name (laughs) dropped greg coolidge kirk ward and sean simmons now guys what jibs we'll start with you i feel like i've started with you too many times they're gonna accuse me of favoritism I, I, start, I, bring, I bring the hot takes, man. What did you think True. about this episode? Could we step back a little bit? Okay, just of course. Let's let's let's. What do you want to start with? How just, hot does like, this take? No, just the concept of <laughs> them being a spin-off show in the first place. Okay, like because we've got four John Wick movies, and mm-hmm. it's like they're taking this into like a completely new direction aren't they with yeah. like the expanded universe how did you guys feel actually, about that actually yeah I'll, i'm gonna answer and then i'll hit you back with a question of my own so i 
like spin-offs and i'm weird because even with anime i like filler as well because i always want to know more about yeah you're weird because like, you like anime oh, fuck off <laughs> jibs you're off number i can't lie like, yeah. don't do you this just, is, is you don't have the not in front of the listeners <laughs> but i want to know more about a world and if they're giving it to us then okay. great but i also i'm perfectly okay with there just being an unwritten and unspoken set of rules. So for the entire four John Wick films, they never explicitly explain certain rules or certain things about the world. And we're just, because you're so immersed in the world, you just kind of accept it. So I'm okay with that. But if the creators of the universe are giving us more, I will always take it. I will always want it. Now, if I enjoy yeah. it, it's a different story. But I will always want it. What about you, Robert? No, I think... Um probably an anime thing then because i'm the same <laughs> i whenever it comes to anything about a spin-off please feed it feed it i lap it up i'm here for yes. it yes so help me out here is it like anime is like spin-offs are quite there's a lot um, of side stories just put uh, it like that okay there okay. is so many spin-offs there's <laughs> so for example let's take mobile suit gundam i cannot lie i don't know where the start of that thing is and where the end of it and i know i've watched something so, like, in the anime world, spin-offs are a massive thing. So, I think it's, right. it extends to the way we enjoy TV shows. If I speak out of tone for anyone, please add someone else, not me. Um, <laughs> but I think the the concept of then exploring that world further and showing yep. the different sides of story that you don't necessarily see in the four John Wick movies. So, like, Winston mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Winston's background, that's amazing. Um, and... I think the other thing that I like as well about the spin-offs is there's a few side characters who you'd have never otherwise seen, like where they came from and how they came into it. It's like, um, God rest his soul, but I forgot his name as well, which doesn't really help. Lance Reddick's Charles Lance Reddick, Reddick. yeah. So the, his yeah. character and seeing his background is actually really nice to have as well. Um, but on the final points, let them make their money, man. Uh, <laughs> literally let them make their money. Yeah, Chad Stileski deserves it. But one thing I would say about spin-offs, like following what Robert said, is that there's also a, a beauty in good world building. Of course, people yeah. can flop and they can do it wrongly. But when world building is good, oh man, like you just want more and more. And that's why everyone every year is still cutting for Avatar, The Last Airbender stories, because they just want to see more and more of this wonderful world that people have created. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to like oversaturate and just dilute your IP appeal. Yeah, I mean, appeal. but did you want to print those dollar? <laughs> Digimon is still going on, Jibs. Digimon is still going on. Yeah, Digimon but, is still going on. Speaking of spin-offs, right? And this is what I was going to ask: When you heard there was going to be a spin-off of the John Wick universe, was this the show you expected? And if not, what show did you want, or what story would you have wanted? good question because like i really didn't see the john wick universe because like <laughs> let's just like kind of remember that the first film was about like it was a revenge tale about the mob killing his dog yeah but they sprinkled and in like some things about they this sprinkled yeah. in like some obviously like the continental the little coins all this kind of like this world that you sort of alluded to at the, um initially and now we're like in this I don't even know what to call it. So, like, it's like, I really didn't know what to expect because I think every single film has just surprised me, I guess. So, 
it's sort of like I think it was kind of a really hard task in terms of trying to pin down exactly what the show was actually going to present to us. Fair, fair. What about you, Robert? So to be very honest, I think what I thought it was going to be was a back, which it was very limited. I'm thinking about it now. Was more of his backstory because we actually never really got John Wick's backstory. John himself, yeah. Yeah, we just oh, got right, the fact right. that like he just this guy's came, a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, like came wrecked stuff and left, and his name is Baba Yaga, and that's it. Like we never Baba got Yiga. actually how he got in, his like how he met his wife, how he left, and stuff like that. We got sprinkles in the first four movies, especially in the second one, I think. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy with what we got, and Fair. it's. It's interesting because I think it opens the world up a bit more and it gives us the actual chance to then see John's story because I think his story is quite linked with Winston's. Um, interesting. But I think what I would be, and this might be speaking a bit too advanced now, what I'd be really interested to see is Mel is, um, is the who? development of Mel Gibson's character, but as well um, <laughs> Lawrence Fishbourne. I'd Whoa. like to see the, the introduction of Lawrence Fishbourne's character. Oh, we haven't seen him yet, have we? No. Yeah, we have not. That's true. Yeah. Jibs, why do you hate Mel Gibson? What? Please, Me. guys. <laughs> <laughs> guys, please. Can we talk about top 10 oh. top people in Hollywood, man? He is probably number eight, seven. <laughs> yeah. Um, next, next station for my power rankings. Can we, can we, Jibs, are you not ready to answer what you thought about the episode? Or the episode? Well, yeah, I thought the episode was badass, man. Like, okay. it, it's sort of like, obviously, start with a flashback, which I hate. Do I hate? Yeah, I think I hate flashbacks. But Technically, like, it wasn't a flashback, though. No. no yeah, <laughs> I guess. Because it started. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's first scene. <laughs> Not flashback to anything. Yeah, I thought it was a good episode, man. It's so, it kind of like, okay. Because, like, introducing a lot of characters, um, you know, the actual concept of the Continental... Um, and Win um Winston, his brother, and um, Sharon, who's actually in Atlanta Relic in the later films, and it's just sort of giving you rather than like I know we talk about this on the Popcorn for Dinner podcast, stay tuned and listen, guys, subscribe. But like rather than just directors or writers just telling you everything, they just sort of throw you in there and allow you to figure it out yourself because they think or they're assuming like us um, listener, well, viewers of their TV shows are smart enough to figure out exactly what the hell is going on. And I think that's kind of what happened here. This Because there's actually quite a bit going on. Yeah. So it's sort of like, okay, okay, this all matches up and this kind of all relates to this and this all relates to that. And yeah, just a really good episode. And obviously like the action scenes with Boss as well. And um, really liked it. Really, really liked it. Robert, what about you? Facts, I, for the first time, I agree with Obiro Fiatra, like, the record <laughs> talk. Um, but no, I think it was really, really good. I think the there was quite a lot in there. Um, I know it's an hour and a half, which is a very long time, but there is a lot in there, and I think it, it goes through quite a lot of stages as well, which is really nice to see. I think there was a point where I thought it was over, and then I scrolled over my screen, I was like, damn, I have 30 minutes left. Yeah, like, so there's still so much to get. Um, I think the conversations um, were quite funny as well at different points where Mel Gibson's character goes to one of the henchmen and is like, 
either you kill one of these guys or you jump off the <laughs> jump off the window. <laughs> I feel and like I see- feel like not to give him any more credit, but whoever wrote that incontinental joke has my respect yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah. That was that was an incredible line. And I think there's like other stuff, there's little things as well. Like I think the romance between Winston's brother and Yen is really nice to see. Um yeah, it was just it was nice. It was nice. You know like what I'm jealous about in this kind of universe where everyone can speak all the languages and everyone can understand everybody. Like everyone's a polygot and I'm kind of like That's very true actually. Honestly. Barely speak English and (laughs) struggling. Which is interesting because actually it'll be interesting to see how Winston's language abilities develop over the course of Yeah, because he actually didn't grow up because he he was based in London, wasn't he? Yeah. Imagine him flying you from London in a body bag there with a bag (laughs) over your head. Like, it was knocked out though, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't but he like still, out? one day you're in a shower post making a massive business deal where you pretend About to, yeah, to be someone else. Business. Next day you're in, where are they? New York? City. New Orleans? New York, Chicago? yeah. New York, New York yeah. yeah. Next day you're in New York and yeah, you're in the middle of someone's living room. Mad. I'm going to be a little bit contrarian and say I didn't love the episode, right? Okay. Oof. I liked it. There were some good things, but I didn't love it. One, obvious, I felt like it was too long. Like, I feel like they could have definitely cut down on that one hour, 30 minutes, right? That's, <laughs> but that's just low-level critique. Like, yeah, obviously. The, I would say the music was great. The score at certain points was amazing. And from the first scene, you can... I was locked in from the camera work in the first scene when... Frankie is his name is going up the yeah. stairs and he's speaking to that guy and yeah mm-hmm. the opening few scenes of that episode were just amazing going down the railways coming up the heist everything was beautiful but apart from the episode being too long I feel like at certain points it felt like they were trying to give us a different show that didn't have a lot of things that we love about the John Wick universe. Like I think So like yeah. I think mean, like the opening scene sadly enough was the most exciting part of the episode. And I think that's a mistake on their part because you come in on such a high and then What well, the heist? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, feel I agree like there. That's the most interesting scene and I also feel like the ending of the episode I didn't love because yeah, I didn't love it. I love the guy who plays young Winston. I just left mm-hmm. that episode feeling like, again, Frankie was the most interesting person in this yeah. show. And now he's no more. So as a pilot, it definitely sets a lot of things up. You see a lot of things mm-hmm. happening, a lot of things going on. There's sort of like subtext as well, because obviously Cormac is stressed and his mm-hmm. bosses are already not happy with him for some reason that hopefully we'll find out. And oh, now yeah. I think the epi- I think the show will pick up though in like episode two and three, because now it's just typical John Wick. It's like a straight up revenge story now. And it's like mm-hmm. an assault on something and they have something they want to fight for. So it feels like it will pick up. But I just didn't... Some things didn't connect for me. A lot was happening, but a lot of it also didn't connect. Like the detective, yeah, that was cool. But then the black family, I don't know. Some of it just felt too disjointed. And I was disappointed because of how long the episodes were. If that was a 30-minute, 40-minute pilot, I would have said... I would have given them a bit of leeway. But because of the length, I'm like... You know, bring it, bring it together, guys bring it together but yeah that's yeah those that's the only I that's think, what i'll say about the episode i was give a i don't want to give number ratings but 
it was good. It was leaning on the good side, but I felt like it could have been better. And I just don't want them to lose the masses, if that makes sense. I don't want people to... Yeah, but at the same time, you don't want to just kind of repeat the yeah. same thing. And, you want no. to kind of add and a bit, Another yeah, thing is, I more. thought Frankie was great in the action bits. And I thought young Winston was amazing when he's wheeling and dealing and like talking, even when he's talking to Cormac. It's not an easy task to play a young Ian McShane. Ian McShane has probably top 10, 15 auras in Hollywood. It's not easy to play a young Ian McShane. But the guy True. tried and he was good when he was wheeling and dealing and talking and manipulating and warming his way into places here and there. But there wasn't enough mm. of that for him. And it felt like they were trying to balance his show where this guy manipulates his way into the Continental and with Frankie's show where this guy is trying to escape people who want to kill him you know maybe if they settled on one show where they're both trying to escape or where he's trying to topple Cormac in the Continental maybe the pilot would have been better but yeah yeah I mean I, I mean it's still it's just a start isn't it so yeah I guess that's all part of his uh if he's going to start with like nothing I guess that's just makes his character development much you know build into something so I guess we'll see in the next uh you know five hours of <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys footage. think about that car chase scene i have one issue with that oh god i'm sounding like the grinch i have one issue yeah, with that car chase thing. scene right is that the camera work throughout this episode was amazing and then even mm. when the detective goes into the hotel and f- figures out they're all something shady is going on there the camera work is amazing but then it feels like they got carried away because then the car chase scene was shot like a trailer and i, I just it just at some point I just checked out. I was like, guys, please, can I just choose something for me to focus on? Don't quick cut, um, slow mo, and like change angles at the same time. Like, just give me something. But I didn't. I don't know. The car chase scene irritated me. I tried to like it. Um, Before Jim's talks, I hated it. Um, <laughs> so le- let's all just know that yeah. there's two I'm against sure... one because Jim's about well, to say he loved it. I didn't hate it, but like, you know, like how, like, you know what, what you're still watching a football game and you look at your phone and scrolling Twitter and stuff. That's actually how I felt while I was watching the catches like this. There's, no, like, there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing here. I guess like kind of written to your point because there was like a bit too much cutting and I couldn't really follow it. Yeah. And I mean, car chase scenes... <laughs> no don't say it i love i love a good car chase scene the reason why i love a good car chase scene this is like a personal thing of mine is that i love a good car chase scene because you can like almost like a good fight scene but fight scenes don't even fall into this category but a good car chase scene you can score it with almost anything and if you shoot the scene properly then it should bang and i feel like that should be a litmus test for a car chase scene yeah if you can score it with taylor swift and the car chase <laughs> no, no. bangs then you have a hit. Like That's there from Deadpool, there. wasn't it? Because yep. they had that car chase scene at the start, and like he was playing. What song was he playing? Salt and Pepper. Salt and Pepper. Well, yeah, and it was Isn't an like, incredible what, scene. Good car chase scenes in like movie history. And I'm Come on, sort of like there's, there's the Batman char- car chase scene. Yeah, there's Batman. The car chase scene um, in Nobody is good. What's that one? Um, French Connection. That's like the top tier. That's like the... Oh, my days. Every John Wick movie has had a great car chase yep, scene. What yep. are you talking Even about? had a great horse great, chase scene. It had a horse <laughs> chase scene. Do you know how wild that is? Just, is it fine? Actually, no. It had two. It, it had one in the in John Wick 3 movie. and one in the desert. And one in, yeah, one in the <laughs> desert. Crazy. The desert one was pretty sick, actually. That's the last film, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But, um... 
yeah, it was. I just looked at my phone. I was like, kind of looking up and down. Like, I know it's like sort of breaking movie etiquette to look at my phone, but I was sort of like, this is. Um, I could. Uh, yeah. It's like the toilet break scene. You know, this is the time to go for <laughs> go to the toilet and. <laughs> yeah, I was quite disappointed really at that. Much. To be honest, um, I expected more from that scene, and I could just tell they were trying to save budgets, but at the same time, <laughs> gosh, do you know what really grinding my gears in this episode? What. The fucking lighting, man. I oh, literally could not yeah. see anything. I, I, <laughs> I, was I had to fiddle with my brightness on my lap. As soon as the trailer came out, I was like, oh, I'm interested. And like a friend of mine replied on Twitter and he was like, he doesn't like the colors. I think that's what he said. And truth be told, when the episode came out, I was hoping it would be better or slightly more. See, the thing is like, I don't even care. It doesn't even have to be bright, but it just wasn't vivid enough, if that makes Let's sense. Let's fucking see what we're watching, yeah. we're watching things. Let's actually see what we're actually like, looking at. The John like, Wick scene dark. in one, Sometimes when his house dark. is completely dark, you can see more than certain yeah. scenes in this, yeah. in this, in this That's episode. That's actually true. Obviously, something's dark, you're always going to see less of it, isn't it? Uh, duh, science. <laughs> but like, if it's daytime, and like, I can't see, like, what am I looking at? Like, and you're sort of like trying to adjust your brightness your contrast and everything and it's sort of like this is not yeah i was i don't know why they do that now it's been it's been a recurring theme yeah. across quite a lot of new movies it's tv shows new action new action, new action films because yeah. lighting has to reflect some you know the entire city is evil and just yeah, it was so dead. Like, watching no, a film. I want to let watch, us, yeah. Let us watch. Let us watch. Let's actually be able to see it. But there's a way to do that it. without like making us blind. Like, yeah. oh, sorry to reference <laughs> the black the Batman again, but that was a that was a, a movie, man. Even in the darkness, they found a way. Like, I'll tell that you what, though, what was my big plus. What I really liked about this episode was the soundtrack. Yeah, it was it really was really like cool. Soundtrack. Every time there was a needle drop, I loved it. Or even yeah, like I already said about the score, I think this show is really well scored. The, the theme song as well, it really yeah. takes you into it. So yeah, I think so. I, I didn't recognize like I think I recognized like four songs. There was a lot of Santana <laughs> in um, old. Look at you, cultured. Like saucy Santana. Santana? No, <laughs> the I didn't hear Saucy Santana. You know, you know Maria Maria. Maria oh, Maria, okay, that's Santana, yeah, right? That's Santana. Yeah. Okay. But like their old stuff back in the day. I see, I see. Is that what you listen to when you're out on town? Love when you're in Bristol, music man. That's, that's hip hop is hip hop is trash. So I'm branch, I'm branching out now. Oh like boy, you're really showing your age. Oh, this pop like music that all these well. Gen Zs and Gen Xs listen to. I do like. What's that? There's a new girl that released an album recently. Olivia something. Rodrigo. Of course. That's, that's She's the chosen one. Oh, my but, days. Um, Your taste is so aged. Like, I expect you to be listening to Ice Spice Chips. Don't Child. get him started, please. Is that real hair? Don't, oh, my um, God. Can we, can we, <laughs> yeah, please, let's move on. Let's move on. I'm not going to be caught in the middle of this. Um, to be fair, I think in this universe, it's sort of like they're trying to... Because I think this show is also trying to bring in the rise of the mafia as well and there were quite a lot of like pop culture references i think there was like a david bowie reference the who yeah. reference as well and the guys in london at the start of the episode can i say something this is probably my okay. fault for like not deeping not like going deep into history or knowledge of anything i am so surprised that david bowie and the who were around at the same time or popping at the same time actually but yeah just 
With, Skip yeah, over that. Yeah, 60s, 60s, 70s. Yeah. yeah. That was like there. Yeah. I love those, yeah. man. <laughs> um, there was a Matrix reference at the end. Yep. As well. So, like, just normal civilians, like, how do they fit in in this universe then? Like, or are they. You're blind to what? what you don't know, though. Like, if you don't know what you're looking for, you won't see it. I mean, you and did hear like, like Harry Potter, screen. like, just. Yeah. certain oh. people like muggles can't see shit uh, that works? But I think they see stuff though because when that guy jumped out of the window you hear like this loud scream mm-hmm. when yeah, he falls but then when he comes when Winston comes out of the building there's someone like cleaning the street from where he mm-hmm. fell I was like bro like is anyone going to talk about it but I think people just understand that the hotel is like because you even see the police officers place, you even see the yeah. police officer like her superior runs to her like do not go in there they are, they do their thing and we stay away from this yeah. corner yeah it's like going to like Harlesden in Northwest London it's like you don't go there Jeez. I did not know bro. that thanks for yeah. the <laughs> where did you pull lesson? that from Juice? <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, I'm quite interested to see where they take this, and like obviously it's going to chronicle like the rise of Winston, um, what's his Winston Scott, isn't it? Yeah. And hmm, I'm wondering like, because I think we're more, would you say we're more worried about, or we care more about just adding more elements to this world rather than the actual character? Um, storyline of the actual Winston guy. That's that's a good question. That's an actual because when I asked you guys a question about like what spinoff did you want to see, I would never have like wanted or asked for a spinoff on how Winston came to own the Continental. Yeah, just yeah. So that's yeah. I think we might be conflating the two desires. Maybe more mm-hmm. people just want to see more of the John Wick universe than are actually mm-hmm. interested in this guy's story and to be honest now that i think about it i was more interested in what the hell that coin machine does and why it's so important <laughs> than like winston and his brother and the drama and i don't care man they should have kept frankie alive sorry to digress but yeah i think we're conflating the two desires yeah i think the only question yeah, that without with keeping frankie alive is if frankie was still alive i don't know if we would have ever had it john mm. because... so you're trying to say Frankie okay, was okay. like he was a badass, like he was just doing things on his own, oh, right, the same true. way John would have. So yeah. I don't, I don't know why I'm calling him John. Like I know him <laughs> on a first name basis as well. <laughs> Mister Wick, Mister Wick. Oh my god, I've missed hearing that. I can't like Mister Wick. Yeah, and I don't think we would have had a Mister Wick if Frankie was still alive. Frankie so would have been like seventy though. <laughs> yeah, but he would have fucked you up, man. No, so my thing is like Frankie could have like died at the last episode or something nah but like he's supposed to like because like this tv show is supposed to be showing winston being this like ruthless guy isn't it and i think like for that to be shown and for us to for them to be able to like convince us viewers that you know he's, he's ruthless. Like, this guy <laughs> yeah he has to have like not it's like not um someone helping him but he has to be all alone to show like how ruthless he's become fair and stuff so that's kind of that's kind of how i think they're going fair um, sorry i digress winston died in four right or my I... no no he didn't no. did he he didn't someone else died in four yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i know <laughs> winston is just a rat man like that guy just i don't know how die. he didn't die 
because Lopez hotel man yeah he did he did something very no john wick saved his life at the expense of his yeah because winston was meant to die yeah because john there lost. is there is a spin-off film though um in the john wick universe as well um anade anade amas oh yeah be, like, the lead oh yeah the lead. i think it's called like ballerina oh that is going oh, to be yeah. interesting that is going to be I think it was scheduled to come out this year, but lol. Solidarity to the workers, man. Nothing's coming out this year. Do it sound like that's so. what Jibs are saying. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm pretty, you know. I'm like, you know, good. can't mark spots without good. <laughs> Please work. So I think it's coming out like sometime next year. Cool, cool. Or 2025? Cool. Who knows? <laughs> I, um, I think that'll be good as well. I yeah. hope this yeah. will be good. Well, because she did like a little. Um, I'm not sure if you guys seen the last Bond film, but she kicked some ass there as well. Yeah, yeah. she did. That scene yeah, was beautiful. I think she was like that's probably the best scene of the film. Yeah, I think she was to like do some stuff on there. But yeah, I'm quite interested to see like where um, these lots go. They're just so they're just going to fuck shit up. Thunder Road like, films. Yeah, he's going to ask like, for guns. Yeah. I, I love the He's callbacks. Like, See, I just said, like, I miss hearing Mr. Wick. And now the the way Andrew is like, guns. Lots of guns. <laughs> lots of guns. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> oh, my God. I miss Keanu, man. Yeah. But, like, Winston isn't like a... At the moment, he isn't a goon yet, though, is he? Winston no. is not a goon. He never becomes a goon. Because even in the movies, he acts like guns are beneath him. And he still acts like that now in the prequel. Like, he doesn't want to touch them. And he sees them as... But even in the movies, he he acts like guns are beneath him. He doesn't like seeing dead bodies. He's like, oh. He makes that face yeah. that Shane makes when he sees something happen. So, yeah. I don't think he ever like, becomes a goon. There's a reason a why he... Like, the owners of the Continental, like, here, we've got Cormac... What's his name? Cormac O'Connor. Yeah. The Mel Gibson character who runs the Continental. And in the John Wick films, it's Winston. So, like, they must wield a certain amount of power. Yeah. And for them yeah. to actually have gotten to that position of power, they must have, you know... Done something. Yeah. No, they done a lot they of could things. do something to prove their loyalty. So I wonder what they're going to ask him to do. Because he's lost Don't his brother. You... I think it's the coin thing. Because... What do you mean? I swear, um, Frankie said it. That whoever has the coin, the coin maker has the control of the continental. Maybe. Yeah. Or am I mistaken? Or am I misreading? I'm pretty sure he said something like that during the episode. That whoever actually has it has control of the continental. Fair enough. So it's like having a um, what's that thing that they have in cartoons, where we have a lease. Is it a lease agreement or something? Where basically, if you have (laughs) in cartoons, yeah, a lease. From cartoons, you're talking Bro. about like <laughs> I watch I watch too much Tom and Jerry growing up. Oh my god, <laughs> I have everywhere to pull a lease from a cartoon. Fair enough, but yeah, the coin maker and why it's so important because I'm sure they have a limited amount of coins and why they give them out. And the lady was talking all the stuff about this institution older than the Roman Empire, blah blah blah. I w- oh, actually, you know what. What would be a funny mm-hmm. crossover is if they name drop any of the, not any, if they name dropped Ezio Auditore in any of these episodes. <laughs> you guys are looking at me like you don't know who that is. <laughs> is that the, hold on, hold on, hold on, don't tell me, don't tell me. That's the guy in the white, um, it's from a video game, isn't it? Yes. 
He's got the white hood. I've forgotten. Oh, that's the main character what, of Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Assassin- yeah, yeah, Assassin's Creed. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. If if they reference that any of them, that would be cool. That would yeah. be really cool. Well, yeah. Episode two and three. Where do you guys think this is going? And like, what are you excited to see? I think like the actual, let's call it spine of the episode was Frankie at the start of the episode. Yeah. Steals this. Um, ancient thing, thing. by Cormac yeah ancient, ancient I'm guessing it's the MacGuffin yeah um, relic and basically Cormac is trying to get it back and he brings in Winston from London to find his brother mm-hmm. and that's kind of like the plot of the and obviously along the way we meet some people and I'm guessing like you just meant you kind of asked about like where season 2 and 3 is probably going to be like they're going to be on a chase but those, yeah. those, that black family, I don't know. I don't know how much I like them. I don't know how necessary yeah. they are. Hopefully, we'll like, see. If you give them one episode, of, are they going to last? I don't know. I just hope they don't become annoying because right now I don't see any interest. I don't have any interest in them. Jeez. That's... Yeah. Huh. No enough charisma or skill to keep me engaged. You don't, you know, follow the hashtag diversity. Hashtag <laughs> <inclusion>. <laughs> yeah. It, actually, me. now that you mention it, it actually, kind of feels like forced diversity and inclusion because they, I don't know. I didn't love them. They have their story about no, their fine. dad's dojo and everything, but I'm not on this BLM hype, man. Too much me. What's Lawrence Fishburne's character's name? The Bowery King. I don't know what his real name is in the thing. Oh. Oh, are you are you theorizing yes, that the, that yeah. may be him? That that mm. may be him. Maybe. Mm. Ah. Maybe. I didn't I think about that. Episode. I think we did. I didn't think about that. Interesting. I'm not going to yeah. Google it or try and find no, out for myself. We'll I think see. If it comes nah. out, it comes out. We'll see. Do you reckon we're going to have like a little John Wick cameo, like young John Wick? Probably. No, no. The they're end. in like the 60s. How old do you guys think John Wick is? Yeah, no. Isn't he. No. Let's say he's he'll 50. Probably be five? It could be the 70s. No. How would John Wick be in the 70s? <laughs> no, no, no. I think they might be. I'm in the 70s. They could be in the 70s. I think in the 70s. Yeah. Either 60s or 70s. Okay, I thought they were in the 60s. But then the 70s, 70s, then. 70s. I'll say 70s. Because Frankie must be, what, 30 something? And they they could have a young John Wick. They could have a young John Wick. Like maybe like a boy John Wick or something. Yeah. Yeah. But no, they wouldn't have have John Wick. Because John Wick was a was a Russian immigrant or refugee or something. Yeah. Like, it will be very hard for them. Maybe they go visit the Russians and they see a little kid destroying adults and they're like, that's Jardani. This is is the guy. guy. Yeah. (laughs) Watch out. That that would be fun. That would be such an MCU thing to do, though, but it would still be fun. (laughs) Shout out to Black Panther. (laughs) Yes. Shout out to Black Panther. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. No, we're okay. not doing this again. What was he about to say? No, say it, say it, say it. This is my I'm third interested. we're not doing this. I'm interested, I'm interested. Say it, say it, Jibs. I was like, are, are we, can we be honest about that second Black Panther film? It was amazing. Uh, that's me being honest. Jeez, I see. I am not going to lie. I don't entirely <laughs> disagree with Jibs. Okay, okay. I was a bit like, this is... Yeah. I can't believe I can't believe you guys yeah. have the I audacity. Kind of I, I can't believe you guys have the audacity <laughs> and the temerity to even attempt oh. to judge Black Panther objectively. Like, that's just... I'm not even going to engage. Anybody who asks me about Black Panther, even if they make it Black Panther 17, it's a minimum 8 out of 10. I don't care who makes it. And they're like, what's the, what's the woman? Um, the mom. Who, Angela Bassett? 
Angela Bassett, like, Miss Lomita for an Oscar. I was like, are you guys? Oh, okay, wait, wait, okay. That's why I stopped you there. Actually, no. No, no, that's why I stopped you there, actually. Because her, her actual performance see, was incredible. See, the thing is, like, I, this is what I said about judging objectively. Worst performances have won Oscars. So I don't know why it's such a big deal that, like, she should be nominated. And she got nominated and she should have won. But, you know. Her performance the, was incredible. The abbreviation yeah. won everything, so. Oh boy! <laughs> well, I've already I've already made my thoughts clear on that film. Okay, so <laughs> another great film, by the way. I you need your own podcast. <laughs> anyway, guys, we enjoyed the episode. We felt like it could have been better in a few places here and there, and I think I'm going to wrap this up by asking you guys, what, what? is what is a random niche thing you like about the John Wick universe niche yeah. action because we barely get any fucking action do we <laughs> <laughs> it's niche these days fair enough fair enough That's all the action point. these days is all like just shaky cam and cuts 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 so we actually have something that you know they're holding I think there was one I think it might have been John Wick 4 they went from like um, Skyview and they followed it up to kind of um, handheld and that was just like I was just this is fucking insane so just the way they shoot the action scenes and the way they actually employ people who know what they're doing Fair. and who you can actually see the fights and the punches and everything and the effects and all of that that's I mean it might sound basic I like the fucking bars in you know <laughs> Australia basically so yeah the action I guess what about you Robert? Um, I mean, it's cheats a bit and say one mixed with another, but I think it's definitely jumping off buildings or jumping out of heights because in every single John they Wick movie, a lot, you know, someone jumped through heights <laughs> or fallen or being thrown off. Um, which I'm very surprised that, that guy died, meaning that they don't have their Kevlar suits on, on lock yet <laughs> because actually, I... that, that, that was See, the second thing. Falling in John Wick is that. Bro, I can't lie. Some of the falls John Wick himself takes, I'm just like, even if I don't die, I just won't get up. Please, yeah. like, I'm out of action. Please. Because that's a lot. Oh, nah, I'm not even going to get to it. The staircase yeah. in John Wick 4 is the worst thing I've watched in my life because like, I'll be <laughs> so pissed so, off. That staircase scene, right? We can dedicate to talk about that staircase scene because it deserves it. It's that it, was f- it wasn't funny. I would describe that staircase scene to you is that it starts happening, right? And everyone is like, <gasps> and then at some point you just have to laugh because you're like, fuck off. Like, this is not, <laughs> it's like, you just kept going. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, at least like put your arm out and stop yourself. <laughs> just keep like, oh my God, that was such a random, very, very funny moment in a serious yeah. film. Because at some yeah. point you just had to laugh like, right, this guy really, oh my God. Because I must have been worth like 500 steps. I bro. think I just kept rolling and rolling. I was like, bro, come on, man. Pick yourself back up. Pick yourself back up. Do anything. Yeah. Something. Best, Stop it. Best film of the series, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Though. Like, I know it's an hour and a half. I know I've planned it about like, the lights and stuff. But I don't know. It was just like... Just nice and easy watching, isn't it? Like, yeah. It made me like, excited for... weird. But sounding serious. Too. Just like a nice and easy watch, man. Because like, sometimes all you need is some... Pew, pew, pew in your life, don't you? <laughs> do some good character me. development and some world building. What Fair else can enough. you ask for? True. 
Mobile Unicorn. My favorite niche thing. My favorite niche thing from the John Wick universe is, you know the killing shots they do where they like draw a straight line from the crotch to the chest and then the head? I just, I don't know why I love that so much. When they put one in the chest and then the guys on the floor, they make sure to put one in the head as well. It was just, and speaking of that, some of the, some of the kills Frankie executes in this episode are just, (laughs) yeah, like there was one way he lined up two people and just, ah, yeah, yeah. He shot through, (laughs) I think through the neck and then through the head for both of them. Crazy. I love that trope in like movies and stuff and TV shows where it's like, my wish was for you to never get into this, you know, business, and the person just becomes the fucking. That was the Godfather thing. You haven't watched Godfather, have you? I I have not. I have. I've okay. seen the first one. And it's like Michael want, never wants you to one. come into the into the family, and Michael becomes the fucking head of the family and the <laughs> fucking top boss in it. So. I need to watch the Godfather. Like a little trip that I like, yeah. I think on the kill shots, though, I think that that's actually a very good point because you just need to make sure sometimes. Like, you just have to give it, give it everything to just make Bro, sure. It's like if if I have the bullets, let me because I will probably waste it anyway. Now that I have someone lying in front of me to take yeah, it, let me just like <laughs> let me make sure. At least you're not going to wake back up and like do anything to be a come for your revenge. So let me make sure. Ah, oh, John Wick, man, what, what a franchise! Yeah. Anyway, guys, this was a pleasure. Lovely doing this with you guys, and I look forward to the next two episodes and sharing our thoughts with the listeners. Hopefully it goes, it finishes with a bang. I feel, I I trust them. I want to trust them, you know? And also one thing I want to say, shout out to them is like, I don't know, Banky might disagree because Banky just knows everybody, but I feel like this is a pretty unknown cast. So shout out to them. You know, some people might make their names on this show. So. Factors. True. Yeah. I do like that though, yeah. That's a good that's a good point here, because like you don't really have any history and baggage with any of them. Yeah. Who do you say is like the most well known person out of the cast? I think the I recognize Frankie from Vikings. Don't kill me, Mel Gibson. What's going on? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. So he's yeah. so he's like top billing. Yeah. Oh my god, that was funny. Actually, no, I stand by that. We don't recognize Mel Gibson on this podcast. I recognize Frankie from from Vikings. Fair enough. Fair enough. Vikings, man. That's just one of the genre I just can't be bothered over. Oh my god, let's end this. Don't Vikings, worry. You don't know anything. Um, zombies, I don't blame you. Can't be bothered, man. Alright, guys. Uh goodbye. See you next week when we return to talk about episode two of the Continental. Or the incontinental, because Jibs is right now drinking some milk. So I think we're going to name. Like when I say milk, I actually mean like a glass of milk and not a woman of the Yabian descent. Good night, everyone. Good night. Peace and love. Actually, can, can I say can I say one random thing before we get into this? Mm-hmm. Why this is going to sound crazy out of context, but why was that lady so horny when that guy got, went into the dojo? It was so oh, random. Oh yeah! I was like, yo, my <laughs> guy. Yeah. 
I was like, you're even, you're, you're so horny. You're, you're even scaring me. I'm like, what? She was like, on? I think when she, when he walked in, she was like, oh, I don't, well, we don't have anything to offer for a pretty boy like what? you. No, she was like, like, no, we can offer you a discount, a pretty white oh, boy yeah. discount. Oh, yeah. Like, the white pretty boy discount. I was like, bro, like, chill out, man. Oh, God. No, that scene was funny. Relax. Just relax. I don't know. Maybe she was trying to get him to drop his guard and then like, yeah, I think that's what was Probably. happening. She was trying to get him to drop his guard. I can't lie. Yeah, but she, at the same time, she was angry when he pulled out the gun and she was like, oh, uh, <laughs> chance missed. <laughs> you just, Jim, you just got caught. Has an you don't know basketball. <laughs> Not for me. Not what? for me. I try Vikings. I don't know. I, I, I don't even tell people to try Vikings. Like, telling people to try something that's good. If you don't enjoy it, sorry. I'm currently watching the Americans right now. The yeah. Americans. That's, 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 your, that's your type of thing. So. Oh, but well, you don't like zombies, but you like spies. <laughs> I want to be a spy. Well, one is yeah. actually real. <laughs> Says we... I want to be a spy, so I'm doing my research. Oh. Always working, man. Always, yeah. always grinding. Always the only, grinding. The only kind of spy I want to be is the one in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, bro. Just <laughs> like, yeah. Jeez. I was about to have another dark trick, but that's just too bad. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that. Imagine uh, I'm never gonna get into Mr. and Mrs. Smith, man, because people will see how broken I am. <laughs> it's just end, end, end. yeah, I was about to. Well, it's gonna be Brad Pitt and but yeah, apparently there's a remake of that coming up too. Yeah, with Childish, Gambino. Childish Gambino. Yep, and some other lady. I don't know who the lady is. Never like Childish. I can't Gambino, lie. If man. I can't lie, if I ever got into casting circles and. If I ever had casting power in Hollywood, that's probably the first thing I'd cast myself in. A Mr. and Mrs. Smith. What, Mr. and Mrs. So Smith? I, yeah, so I don't blame him. Fizz. Oh. But I would cast it with, like, Angelina Jolie. Like, just... Of course. For, for continuity's sake. Like, not that yeah. I wanted to be her or anything. Just, like, right, right, you right, know, right. give them a familiar face. No, no, you have to give, like, you have to give people what they want. Like, you can't exactly. change Angelina Jolie. For what? Exactly. You can always change the Mr. Smith, but never change the Mrs. Exactly, it's the well, because it's gonna be like Charlie Gambino and Phoebe Waller Bridge, isn't it? Oh, mm. first, oh, they, sh- they should have given us another armas and someone, but uh, so you guys are thirsty. Have you watched that movie with Ben Affleck? I'm an, I'm an um, N word in, in Glasgow, so like <laughs> my opinions don't count. I haven't watched that movie. <laughs> I thought that was the movie Jibs would make his return to the podcast on. I was listen. I got so drunk one night and I watched. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on, man?" It was so weird. Good weird or bad but weird? She looked, she looked hot. What? Good no, weird or bad weird? Bad weird. Oh, okay. it was a bad film. Okay. One, then Ben Affleck. I think then they were like dating or something. Fair. Were, like that dynamic. Sure, that lasted long, and yeah, just the weird. Yeah, Ben Affleck was like a serial killer. And hers like this, like the serial adulterer. Just mm. strange, strange, strange. Equal crimes, yeah. in my opinion. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm getting <laughs> off. Thank you very much. They need to bring back like the erotic thriller. Where did that go? Don't worry, you can direct the next one. <laughs> I'll direct the next one. Yeah. Well, my uncle is a director, isn't he? So he's direct. We'll give him like Because uh, I'd watch that. Of course you will. That's where they'll find you. I, actually, I can't lie. I don't want to watch any erotic film directed by a friend of mine. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I do a podcast on it as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Oh actually, don't. Actually, speaking of, I don't. I'm not a director, obviously, but I don't ever. I don't think I could make an erotic film because it would just be too open. 
Like you, you can't just open your your mind like that to the rest of the world. I was talking to Bankley about this, where and I was like, sex scenes. Like if you're doing multiple takes for a sex scene, surely there'll be like <laughs> not, not, not a connection there, but like there'll be something there. Do you know what I'm saying? Nah, no, I don't, no, I, I don't agree. I don't I get what you're saying. What do you mean? Honestly, hold on. There's no way you can be like 100 professional. Like you're seeing. I'm, I'm, I'm not leaving this in episode. <laughs> no, but there is there is 100 a way you can be professional because I feel like the more you literally see it shot and shot and shot and reshot, you stop being even like it just starts to irritate. Like let's just get this shit right. Fair man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's like I don't know though. No, but it's like after like after you finish shooting, right? You're like, you know what? Fizz. I should go chat to her. You know, just. <laughs> Let me see what they're saying. Oh my god. <laughs> Guys, please. I'm ending the episode like five minutes ago. You cannot be allowed out oh in normal society. <laughs> to be fair, right, guys. I, I mean, Jibs, you raised some points, but Sora. <laughs> Please, guys, these views are the views of OBR and OBR alone, not the views of Popcorn for Dinner. And we're all professional on this podcast, especially the people who are behind the camera. Thank you. <laughs>